Hello and welcome to Huddersfield Town Extra Time in association with Sports Broker. You join me from a freezing cold Bloomfield Road, but it makes it much easier having just seen Town win 3-0 against Blackpool. I'm uh, thrilled to be joined by Dave Hartrick of The Examiner and Opta and Ian Dunn, ex-Town player. How are you two both doing? Uh, do you enjoy that one? Very much so, yeah. Yeah, very good. How about Absolutely. you, Ian? Yeah, thoroughly. Really good to see. Excellent performance. Yeah, if we, we start at the start, um, the first half wasn't the most engaging or eventful, but it it, it seemed like a, a more fast-paced uh, town than, than what played against Stoke. Is that something that you two picked up on as well? 100%. I, I, to be honest, I mean, I didn't see the Stoke game, but having watched a couple of bits of town, uh, particularly in the last season, um, t- tonight was really refreshing because it was the one thing I noticed in some of the games, you know, prior to the start of this season, that played with a bit of a slow pace. The possession was okay, but they weren't really getting anywhere. Um, tonight, the pace was, it just seemed quicker all over the pitch and, and the passing was was crisp. What about you, Dave? You um, you obviously watch the watch the games as, as regularly as possible. Was that something you noticed as well? Just the the pace and the intensity was a bit higher tonight. Yeah, I think so. They they fell into a couple of traps first half. They got seventy percent possession, but managed to have less shots than Blackpool, create less chances, and have three less corners, which is is very Huddersfield Town over the last couple of seasons because. I mean, I, I don't know how many times we've seen the way to beat Town has been to let them have the ball. And it was starting to feel a bit familiar because they were they were looking to that, like the, the heat map is just, they were going left every single time. And Blackpool were doing really well shutting that down. And they were also getting dragged a bit deep. They were almost in a 5-4-1. Danny Ward at times had sort of no one within 20 feet of him. But they had far more energy um, there's been games where they've done those exact things and they've been 2-0 down by half-time because they they just haven't had the quality to sort of compensate. And then they changed things at half-time and got the reaction. Yeah, um, if, we, if we skip past the first half then, because the second half is the exciting thing for us. When we came out second half, we just seemed to have turned it up even, even higher, maybe 5-10% more, a bit more sharper into tackles, a bit more clever with the passing and, and wanting to go forward. Do you think that was the difference between uh, Town and Blackpool tonight, Ian? Just that little bit of extra intensity and, and quality on the ball? Yeah, I think Dave's right. And you're right with the, the first half. Um, you know, It wasn't the best, but Town had a lot of ball, like you're saying. It was very, very samey-samey as, as last season. But no, I'd agree. The second half, They've come out, they've, they've laid the foundations maybe, uh, you know, looking through Rose Tinted Spectacles, they maybe laid the foundations in the first half um, out past Blackpool. And the passing was good, it was crisp, but again, not really creating a, a massive lot. But the, maybe that's part of the building blocks in the second half. They came out like a house on fire and they got a great start. You know, it's, you know, yeah. that always helps. And um, But it really, the whole of the second half, I mean, they, they pretty much dominated the game. The passing was, like I said, the passing was crisp, it was precise. You had Jonathan Hogg basically bossing the midfield um, and a lot of willing runners. And, yeah. you know, that's what you, if you're a talent fan, any football fan, you want to see your players working the socks off. And, you know, and tonight I think town fans weren't shortchanged in any department. I think every player played the socks off and did, did as what they could and left everything on the field for the manager tonight and the fans, of course. Uh, it was really good performance. 
Yeah, if we if we go into the first goal, it happened shortly after half time. Josh Karoma uh, <laughs> cutting in on his right foot and a, a curler past the keeper. Dave, it's been a, a slower start to this season than, than many might have thought for Josh, but he seems to be hitting the ground a bit, uh, running a bit more now. He had that first goal against Sheffield United away and, and that one might just get him going now. Yeah, I think what was interesting, the first, I'm going to do the five conclusions for the examiner tomorrow. The first thing I'm going to do is, is you've got to give Carlos Corbran a lot of credit really, because the, the issues they had in the first half, he spotted them and town immediately changed the shape for the second half. And they were looking out to the right and, the very first time they managed to sort of win the ball and spread it right into where there was all that space. Sonani goes, you know, jogs up with it. The midfielder has to come across and it creates that pocket of space that Karoma absolutely loves. That's, yeah. that's where he wants to play. I mean, we saw it against Sheffield United when Fraser Campbell came on and he kept dragging that defender across. Karoma wants to go into that sort of, you know, 15 yards square just outside the box because he's absolutely lethal there. He's he's almost more clinical from that sort of range than he is from closer in, weirdly. And yeah. it's it's just it's just a great strike, isn't it? But you know, again, credit to the head coach there for for it, it's one of those goals that when you make a change like that and it comes off straight away, you you have to give yourself a little pat on the back. I'm sure he'll be delighted with that. To be fair. I don't know the angle that you had on the television coverage from from where we're sat in the press box. The the keeper seemed to react very late. So I imagine Josh has put a, a certain amount of bend on that for it to look mm. like it's going wide for a, a great deal of time. Because, like I say, the keeper stood still for a little while and then very last minute tries to make a move for it. But, but by the time he's done it, it, it's gone past him. It's just a great goal. I think, I, I mean, I'll defer to Ian on this. He'll know far better than me, but I think it's just a great finish. Yeah, he's caught it. As soon as he's left his foot, it's one of them, isn't it? You know, every footballer will tell you when when they hit a ball like that, they, they almost know instantaneously this is hitting the back of the net. There's no explaining it. There's no, you know, people thinking mental when you try and try and explain it. There's no point trying. Dave, bang, nail on the head. It's just a brilliant strike, and yeah. uh, it was it was destined for the back of the net as soon as he left his foot. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, if we move from Josh Karoma to our top scorer this season, Matty Pearson, <laughs> I'm not sure that's what many people were expecting when he uh, he joined the club this summer, but that's his, his third now of uh, of this campaign. Again, great ball in from Danel Sanani on the corner, um, taking uh, Sauber off uh, corner duties for, for the odd one. Great in-swinger, created all sorts of problems, and then Matty Pearson, right place, right time, and, and tumbles it in. Ian, what, do you think he's just got a a goal scorer's instinct then in the box. Really, well, he might tell you that. But I, he, he, yeah, he knows his job, but he's just having a bit of a purple patch at the moment. But got to say, the cross, the corner in, I mean, you know, it was so inviting and it was whipped in, but the header was, I think it was about three or four yards out. I might be being generous there. It, it was inside the six-yard box. The keeper's been cut out, but from the, all the angles that I saw on the TV, you know, Matty Pearson's determination basically got the goal. He was he was always going to win that header. And it, all he needed to do was make connection. And it was in the back of the net. The ball was whipped in, really good pace. And like I say, get your head on the end of it. And, and that's what Matty Pearson did. He got his head on the end of it, back of the net, boom. Yeah, he, he had a game um, off on the bench rather than starting Sinani against Stoke, having 
uh, logged so many minutes in the international break, but I've been really impressed with him since he's come to, to town on loan from Norwich, Dave. Is that the opinion you've got of, his, of him as well? Sorry. Yeah, I, I did the Everton game and I did the town podcast and I did a piece on him after because he he is going to be a conclusion on his own tomorrow as well because he offers something that nobody else in that squad does because I think Sorba Thomas has been absolutely brilliant, but he's quite orthodox in a lot of what he does with just a you know a little bit of stardust now and then. Sonani is going to drive some fans mad because there are going to be games where it doesn't come off. But what he offers is the unknown. He he's just it's just energy and he must be an absolute nightmare to train against. He must be a nightmare to play against. And I think that it, it's quite, I think balancing football often comes from contrast. So when you've got these different options who are really wildly different because Sanani is not like anybody else in that squad. Um, I think it's, it's a massive, massive help for Carlos Corbin because he can change things in games and he can basically one of the things we've been talking about for two years is town just asking the same questions week in week out and it makes them very easy to defend against so now you've got Sorba Thomas and Donnell Sanani who are asking completely different ones yeah and town are, town are you know profiting from it so yeah long may it continue really yeah it's a really interesting thing that's come into the team this year um there seems to be a fluidity in attack that maybe was was lacking before and and like you say, a degree of unpredictability that perhaps we, we we just didn't have last season, especially with the, you know the way the the centre forward is perhaps a, a little bit more interchangeable. John Rhodes when he's back fit, Fraser and, and Daddy Ward, but the two either side, Karoma and, and Sanani, Karoma seems to almost push up alongside, and then Sanani tucks it into a pocket. Is that is that a trick that Ian Town can can really play on and, and use as they go forward this season? Undoubtedly, yeah. I mean, it, the element of surprise is brilliant. And, and you're right, the last couple of seasons, it's been a bit, like I say, a bit samey-samey, a bit predictable. You kind of, you kind of, teams sort of were sussing town out early doors, probably tactically prior to the matches. And it always felt as if they were a bit of a blunt edge. Whereas with that element of surprise and, and players that can just do something that's different, it makes such a... An impact in games and, and town are seeing that right now. They're seeing that the players that can do things differently win games or change the course of games. And, and that is that is going to be so vital if town are going to get promotion. If you don't have them players, you end up a middle of the middle of the road team, you know, or relegation. You need them sorts of players that are going to just change games because that championship's a tough league. Every team's got good, solid players. Yeah. Not, all of them, not all of them have got the element of surprise. And the teams that go up will have the players that can can shock you and 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 just really hard to predict. So, yeah, I agree with Dave totally. The, the team at the moment looks like, to me, it's got that little bit of something different, whatever that is. And it might just be those two players being a little bit random. In, within a within 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 a team frame, yeah, but they can just pull something out of the bag that just this makes the difference. We're talking about surprises and shocks. We'll come on to Captain Jonathan Hogg's half volley from the edge of the box in a moment. But before that, I just want to have a, a quick word for Lewis O'Brien, whose energy and, and determinism in the build-up to that goal was outstanding. He charged down a, a ball down the line, chased it down himself. 
won it, gave it to Kuroma in the box, who had a, a shot that came out to Hoggy. And then, Dave, do you want to talk us through what happened? Because I'm, I'm not sure I, I believe what my eyes saw. Well, I was I was watching it with, uh, I had the pleasure of, of Oggy and Glennon's uh, commentary. And Matt yep. Glennon was, I think, probably the most sat surprised over my man shoulder in the there. Yeah, was one yeah. of the most surprised men in the stadium. And the thing was, all credit to him because that ball didn't come down at all. He had to. It's really to get, well controlled. Yeah, to get over it. I mean, I thought there was a slight deflection off the defender, um, but I'm not oh. taking anything away from. from well, the, we'll not mention that. No, <laughs> not taking anything from the finish. But I thought he, I thought he deserved it as well. I mean, we've talked a lot about sort of the energy and having a bit of the unknown, but. Tonight, it felt like Hoggy was back to doing what he, he's really, really good at, which is, is just being that first man, that first point of, of receiving the ball, turning around and looking forward, trying to get down on the front foot, which they didn't do enough of in the first half. But the second half, he just seemed to go up a, a gear and then everybody went up with him. He's just, just such a sort of key man for this team, really. When, when Hoggy's good, Town are good. Yeah. I think there's a um, there's a, a bit of extra um, freedom for him and Lewis in midfield because they've got that solid base of, of Lee Nichols, who's settled in brilliantly, been excellent since he came to the club. And then that three that's in front, Tom Lee's excellent tonight, and as he has been really reliable. Matty Pearson that we've talked about already, but Levi Colwell, who looked like Paolo Maldini tonight, the way he carries the ball forward, and I don't think anybody beat him. That that unit, that back four between the you know the three defenders and the goalkeeper, that gives the the rest of the team so much more confidence. Just go forward and play, doesn't it, Ian? Definitely, yeah. And just to, just to go back there, um, O'Brien and 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 Hogg, we, we know they're really good players, but having the element of surprise ahead of them, having the solid back line behind them, you're going to see them ex- be able to express themselves. I always class them two players as the kind of players that every team wants in. You, know, you need them in your team, don't you? The grafters, the ones that sort of orchestrate the, the, the tempo of the game. And I think with better players and, and more random players ahead of them, they've got more chance to express themselves as well because it's, it's not everything's on them. Where I felt Hoggy, he's been a little bit, a lot's been dependent on how he plays to how Town plays. And I just think he's maybe benefiting from the way the other players have raised their games. You're seeing his game go again. And and Lewis O'Brien, I thought well, he was outstanding tonight. And um, he was, you know, they're the kind of players that every team needs. But they're getting better. They, they will be. They can do better. They can do more than just be, you know, diggers and grafters and and keeping possession in the middle of the park. And tonight, you saw that they, they did. They did more than just you know what you expect of them. Um, they raised their games. I, I thought it was, overall, overall, it was just a really solid, good team performance. Yeah, I mean, it was it was indicative of a side that has a, a really good squad harmony at the moment, a lot of momentum within the camp, a lot of good feeling. And I think a, a lot of credit should go to the recruitment department, Lee Bromby, the chairman as well, and all the analysts and scouts, because the group we've got together seem to be very strong and, and, and working well as a collective. Do you think those people behind the scenes, Dave, ought to have a, a pat on the back at this point in the season as well? Because... They need to be given a, a solid base for the manager who will come on to to actually go out and, and have a squad and another team to, to pick from and, and have this sort of performance from. 
Yeah, um, I think I, I mean, I've, I've talked quite a lot about Towns recruitment this summer and I, you know, nobody ever has a perfect transfer window. Um, but I think if if they'd have got a passer in midfield, I think you would have had to have said they they had a perfect transfer window. I think even without you have to class it as a really, really good transfer window, which is yeah. it's real progress. And I think that when I'm judging a squad, I always look at what's the difference between the, the the weakest member of the squad and the strongest. What's what's your talent gap, basically? And to be honest with you, with Town over the last, I'd argue, three seasons, really, it's just been far, far too big, far too big. This season, they, they've really gone to town on that defensive recruitment. Corbran said he wanted the experience. That's exactly what he's got. And you can again, you can just see the 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 options it's given him. The foundations they've come through sort of a a, a COVID um, incident at the start of the season that forced them to play with a three, but they had the options to do it, and now they look really settled and really good in a three. And that's the difference that having a sort of squad that are all of a similar level that all want to play in the first team as well. You know, without pointing any fingers, we know there are a couple who were. Who were perhaps the attitude wasn't quite where town players should be really, and yeah, I just think it's it's there's there's work to be done and and there's still quite a bit of progress that needs to be made, but it's just streets ahead of where we were this time last year even. Yeah, Ian, he's uh, uh, he's only come on for a, a couple of substitute appearances so far, but there's been a, a lot to like about me for Debeko in in those two sort of cameos. Uh, a lot of energy. Uh, there was one particular moment where Sauber got free on the right, and he made a great angled run into the box, and Sauber just couldn't find him. Do you think he's knocking on the on the door of a of a start at some point? On because there is a, an energy and a speed to his game that that might suit the likes of Karoma and Sanani around him. Yeah, I mean the way Town are playing is is particularly tonight. Like I say, the tempo was was good. The tempo was really good right throughout the team. So. He'll have a chance at some stage, and it's 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 a cliche, but the manager would love that. You know, he's got you know a player knocking on the, knocking on his door, wanting to start. But at the moment, the, the first eleven is doing its job, and he's a more than capable player that can come on and and add to whatever the team are doing at that point, any moment in time. So he's there. He's part of a, what if you know Dave's saying is a, a much better squad this season. Yeah, um, the manager needs. It's, it's a long way, you know. It, it, you know, it's, this is early doors. It's a long, long old season. So you'll need everyone knocking on the door and everyone's sharp. But yeah, he he looks from what I saw. He looks a very uh, competent, agile, fast, sharp sort of player, and and the kind of player that Carlos Corbran, I think, wants at the club. And and I think that's how he wants his team to play. So yeah, yeah, keep knocking on the door, and ho- hopefully, you know, in, in the best will of the world, he's going to have to work really hard to get into the team. Yeah. Dave, do you think those experiences last season and, and perhaps the, the learning that Carlos will have done as a, as a young coach last season has put him in a better position to, to manage and coach a team this season and make the most of this momentum and, and sort of the players he has around him this year? Yeah, I mean, again, I'm giving away the five conclusions here, really, before <laughs> I'm I've sorry, actually I've, written I've ruined them. your article tonight. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that having the championship is one of the steepest learning curves in football for a player or for a manager. I think throwing the weird circumstances last season, the 
squad that it, it wasn't the first team I think was was okay last season but the squad wasn't where it needed to be I think there were a lot of challenges last season and I think I think coming out of last season, there are a lot of questions around Carlos Corbran. And I think if nothing else, what you have to say this season is you can see there's clear evidence of learning. He's far more proactive in his subs. He's far more proactive with his in-game changes. He's, he's dare I say it, he's just a bit braver about everything. And, you know, you're talking about Mipo as, a, as potentially getting a start. I think he will, whereas last season in that same circumstance, I don't think he would have done. I think he would have stuck with Ward or Campbell continually, whereas I, I think there's a good chance. I think he had another quite tough night at times tonight, Danny Ward, but I don't think that was his fault. He was very, very isolated for a lot of that first half. But the thing I like is Carl Scorin now has a lot more options at his disposal but he hasn't just reverted to tight with everything. He's trying things and he's trying to play in different ways and he's trying to get players to do different jobs. And that's why it was it was really encouraging to see when Town did revert a little bit to tight first half that immediately at halftime bought them off, changed it and got them playing properly again and, and gets his reward from it. So, yeah, I think there's some fairly clear evidence of progress. And again, it's not perfect. Nothing ever is in football. But for the minute, let's let's just enjoy it and let's just hope it continues. Yeah, we'll definitely hope it continues. Um, Saturday, 3pm, John Smith Stadium, Nottingham Forest are coming to visit. They've obviously not had the, the greatest start this season. Um, they're playing tomorrow night as well. So that's Wednesday night they're playing. So they've got a, uh, an extra night of rest in, in town's legs, which will be handy as well. Ian, as the next player, what's the, the mood in, in camp going to be like for town ahead of that Saturday game? Are they just going to be bouncing ahead of that Saturday game and, and can't wait for it to come across? Yeah, I mean, they, 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 after a performance like that, particularly, you know, an away performance like that, Forrest coming to town, what a Forrest down, that, you know, what, one point, I think, is it one point? Yeah. Um, you can't take any team lightly. You know, championships, like, it's an unforgiving place to play football. But Blackpool had beat Fulham this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's you've got to go into it full of confidence. And but the thing is, don't change anything. Go out with the same attitude, the same work rate, the same tempo. Go at them because they're, they're the bottom of the table for a reason, uh, and town are where they are for a reason. So, a little bit of momentum if they could beat Forest Saturday as well. It just builds them up. It just you know it shows that they're solid. They're a solid team with the hopefully potential to do well this season. Ian, I think that's a great note to end on. Town fans that are listening, there are tickets still available for Forest at home on Saturday. So make sure you get on the, the ticket office on the phone or online and, and get down to John Smith for that one because we're playing really well at the moment and you want to be seeing that in person. Uh, thank you, Dave, and, and thanks, Ian, for, for your time this evening. And um, thanks to Sports Broker for, for sponsoring the show. And um, we'll speak to you all ahead of that um, Forest game on Saturday. Pleasure.